We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. HBO Sports and the NFL Films are partnering with the Detroit Lions for an unfiltered, all-access look at what it takes to make it in the National Football League with Hard Knocks, training camp with the Detroit Lions. This season will chronicle head coach Dan Campbell entering his second season, leading an intriguing mix of young emerging stars and established veterans throughout training camp and the preseason. Hard Knocks will mark the 17th edition of the 18-time Sports Emmy winning series and the most acclaimed serialized sports series on television. Stream the new season now on HBO Max. Hard Knocks, training camp with the Detroit Lions. going on guys welcome back to another tuesday night edition of the pre-hard knock show this is going to be episode three of hard knocks i am your host tyler join me with my two guys as always mr malcolm hart pierre how you boys doing we're a little under away a little hour away from hard knocks how you guys feeling are you guys excited for the new episode yeah bro i'm doing great man i'm excited malcolm what's up with you I'm doing all right, man. Um, my back is hurting. I'm um, just thinking about going down that damn slide <laughs> that y'all boys have in Detroit. Malcolm, <laughs> explain like about that slide because I don't think too many people know what you're talking about right now. I didn't really know what you're talking about. Uh, you, 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 you didn't know about the slide? I mean, I, I mean, I, I just seen a whole bunch of videos about the slide. I know it's in Detroit, and that thing is like a, <laughs> it's like a a walking concussion. You know, it's like you go down this slide. Is was it metal? <laughs> is is it all metal? All I know is it looks you, painful. It looks painful as hell. Like there was this one video, this girl that her shoe just just flew in the air. Like it was just crazy, man. But as crazy as it sounds, I want to go on it. So when I come to Detroit, <laughs> all three of us, we gotta go on it, man. We gotta go down that slide, man. Hey, speak for yourself. I am not going down that shit. <laughs> hey, <laughs> hey, did you post it? 
Oh shit! <laughs> it's right there. If you want to see it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. If y'all want to see the slide, it's right there. Me, me, Tyler, what... and Pierre, we're gonna go down it. This is why you gotta join live. If you guys are not listening live right now, you don't have the visual of looking at the slide right now. So, I mean, if you where, guys are listening, where, where, it, where in Detroit is this slide? Belle Isle, Ty Little Island. <laughs> okay, I, I just want to know. So when I go up there, that'll be like one of All my right, pit stops. Um, all right, enough about this damn slide. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Let's get in to episode three of Hard Knocks. And, you know, we, we are actually going to see a win this week on Hard Knocks. Last week's episode kind of had a, you know, a depressing ending. You know, you saw David Blau. He kind of let the game go away. And then you saw all of his emotions. It was kind of sad, you know, because he, uh, for a guy that's fighting for a roster very badly, to see him make a mistake like that. And then even Dan Campbell being you know, really honest at the end saying is, you know, you're not going to get that many opportunities. So you have to really maximize it. I'm paraphrasing what Campbell said. And, you know, so to see a guy like that kind of blow an opportunity like that kind of sucked, but you know, he comes back into next week versus the preseason versus the Colts. You know, I would say kind of had a somewhat of a bounce, bounce back performance, you know, it was a little better. Um, he started the game. So, I mean, We'll see how that all breaks down. I think the locker room is going to be, you know, fun to see today after a win, after the them being the Colts. So I'm looking forward to that. What's something you guys are looking forward to it, uh, this episode? Let's start off with you, Pierre. I'm looking forward to the joint practice with the Colts and kind of how those went. Um, we know there was some fights. I want to see the Jamal Williams fight. There probably might show more of that stuff. Uh, you know, what was his name? Uh, that was that back Zaya Franklin's favorite player, Malcolm Bonner's yesterday. Oh, oh, I did what? Yes, <laughs> I did what? Um, no, nah, but I want to see more of that, man. I want to see Okuda versus Pittman like highlights. I know the first day they struggled, and the second day they played well. I want to see the offense. I want to see a stop in the run against this uh, Colts front, whatever you want to call it. I just want to see the interactions from the joint practice. And also, I want to see the game stuff, like what went on during the game. You know, they showed last week the game stuff. Yeah. Like, Swift got yelled at, right? And then he went out and got a touchdown. Like, I want to see more coaching moments, stuff like that. Yeah, for sure. I think uh, it's going to be kind of interesting because a lot of these cold players, they actually went through hard knocks last year because they were the in-season hard knocks. So, you know, they're probably used to the cameras around them and, and you know, their facility. But, yeah, it's going to be – Interesting. We saw little sneak peeks of, like you mentioned, the Jamal Williams and Zaheer Franklin beef they had going, uh, and then they brought it out to Twitter. So we're going to see, you know, obviously more more in-depth view of that in this episode. That's going to be interesting to see if maybe there's something else, some other fights going on in practice. Because I think we talked about it with GQ in a couple episodes ago. We're like, there's a lot of guys where we're not calling out the effort by any means, but we just kind of want to see more energy from some of these players. Like we know Jamal Williams has that energy. I want to see maybe in this episode, are some other guys going to have that energy once they're facing other guys outside of their teammates? You know, you're seeing something different because, you know, training camp, it gets very repetitive at some point because you're facing the same guys every single day. You tend to learn every single tendency the guy has within a two, three week period. Now seeing some different guys, there is a different type of competitiveness because you're not facing the same guys that wear the same helmet as you. So it's going to be definitely interesting to see the joint practice between the Lions and Colts. But Malcolm, what about you, man? What's something you're looking forward to in this episode? Yeah, man. Uh, Pierre pretty much said it, man. That, that joint practice between the Colts and the Lions, man, I'm definitely interested in seeing that. 
I hope they highlight another player and a player that I'm really hoping that they highlight is your boy Jeff Akuda. Jeffrey Jeffrey Akuda. Um, I'm really hoping that they get to highlight him and tell more of his story and see his ups and downs because you know during that training camp with the with the Colts, the the, the joint practice, there was a lot of ups and downs with Jeff Akuda. Um the first day from everything I read was a complete massacre. Um that he was they were they were really getting the best of it a whole second. Not just Jeff, not just Jeff, but the whole secondary. Um, the Colts is you know pretty much had their way. And then day two is like the Detroit Lions flipped the script. So I want to see maybe they highlight one of those players, and I'm hoping they do, they highlight Jeff and get more of his story and see you know how he was able to bounce back day two. Yeah, uh, something about last episode I really enjoyed was they finally got to the point where they started focusing on some players. Episode one was a lot about the coaching staff. And, you know, their history of being in the league and whatnot, how they got to the position they are right now, right? Last week's episode, you had more of a focus towards the players, and that's usually how Hard Knocks goes. So you saw them focusing on guys like David Blau. We saw more Malcolm Rodriguez. We saw more Aiden Hutchinson. We saw the connection between Deuce Staley and DeAndre Swift. And um, I'm missing someone else. They focused on someone else. Who am I missing? Is that it? Somebody else. Was it somebody else that they focused on? I think that's it. Malcolm, Swift, Blau, Hutchinson. Is that it? Oh, maybe that is it. I thought there was someone else. I'm I'm missing. I think that's about it, man. Yeah. So we'll see in in this episode if, you know, they'll focus in on someone else. I know for sure going through the, you know, next three episodes of Hard Knocks, they're going to keep an extra eye on the guys they focus on episode two. That's usually just how it usually goes. Like they're gonna follow the whole David Blau story throughout the next five, or, you know, through the next three episodes for sure. I, I'm I'm certain on that. So you'll probably see a lot more, a lot of David Blau today too, as well. I would assume. Hey, prior podcast listeners, it's your boy Malcolm here. And if you're a sports better like me, let me tell you about Oz Traders. Oz Traders is a place to compare all odds from all major sports books. You can also compare the different sign-up codes and promotional codes from different sportsbooks to get the best deal. This app also provides player stats, key game stats, injury reports, projected game day weather so the bettors can make the most informed bets as possible. This app also has bet trackers so bettors can keep records of all their games and betting activity. Looking to maximize your bets? Go to oddstrader.com slash bluewire. Again, that's O-D-D-S-T-R-A-D-E-R.com slash bluewire. Odds Traders, the number one site for your game day bets. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. 
Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. What about, what about my boy Malcolm Rodriguez, man, who's becoming one of my favorites? Yeah, I think you'll definitely see more of him. I think he's came... You know, a star since episode one. We kind of saw him come in, uh, was with the salsa dance in the with the locker room for his rookie, you know, serenation. And then last episode, we really saw them put emphasis on him too, with uh, Coach Shep really praising Malcolm Rodriguez and giving the other linebackers a bunch of shit. Um, yeah, I think we'll see more emphasis. I mean, this guy's a great story. I mean, he's a six round pick, and as of right now. I think a lot of Lions fans, I think even the Lions coaching staff would probably pencil this guy in to be the day one starter. So he's that, an amazing story. That you, is that is that is such a, a great feeling, man. And I, I'm glad that, you know, as as a fan, you're watching, you know, these draft picks who we drafted, and you can at least be comfortable, like, all right, what they did, they at least got three day one starters. At least minimum. By by minimal because you got you got Aiden Hutchinson, who's a day one starter. Um, Malcolm Rodriguez, I think he's gonna be. I think he's going to be that starter um, next to um, Anzalone. And you know, once J- once Jameson Williams comes back, I think he's gonna be another day one starter. Yeah. So I think you know, at minimum, you, you know, with these with the draft pick, the, these drafts, um, we got at least three um, day one starters. So that's awesome, man. Yeah. Don't sleep on Pasco either. He's good, man. Yeah, I mean, yeah. When he comes back, we we'll, won't we'll know what we're gonna get out of him either. I mean, he could right. be he could be a day, he could be another day one starter once he's healthy. So I'm just I'm just I'm just glad you know things worked out. You know that they were able to at least at minimum they have three day one starters. You know what I want to see more of. Um, I want to see them spot like golf a little. Like he's been kind of under the radar. I want him to like kind of talk about how his story. Like he starts with LA, he does well. Last year was obviously not the best year. And this year he's looking to bounce back. I want to see some of that today. Like that's yeah. our quarterback right now, right? Like highlight the quarterback spotlight. Put him on the spotlight a little. Yeah, man. You would have thought that they would have at least had some kind of golf story. You know, he's the the starting quarterback. Maybe he already because he already had his time in hard knocks. They're Twice. like, all right, they're like, all right, we we seen enough of you golf. <laughs> you got to give it to somebody else. <laughs> like you, you are the hot, you're the hard knocks veteran here. Like you, we don't need we don't need to hear your story again. So not, maybe that's it. I don't know. But it's it's not necessarily the same golf because you know, like he left L.A. He comes to Detroit, where like you know he's been born in L.A. played played college ball in Cal, then got drafted by L.A. Right? Well, St. Louis, and then moved to L.A. Whatever, but. Like he hasn't really played anywhere like a city like Detroit. Oh, was he in St. Louis or was he already yeah. in LA? His, his rookie year. His rookie year in St. Louis. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Got you. Got you. Got you. Here, I think it was Case Keenum who played. But anyways, um, I just want to see like that transition. Talk about it, and they highlight it a little. I don't know. It'd be kind of cool. Oh, look I, at you, man! Becoming a golf fan, man. I knew it. I just remembered one guy. Well, that, 
I knew there was another guy they mentioned that we didn't uh, that I didn't mention. Uh, I'm in Ross St. Brown. They they highlighted him a little bit. There, yeah, we, they sure I, did. Oh so yeah, I, knew, I I knew there was someone I was missing. I just saw a video of Amon Ross St. Brown. I'm like yeah, that's that's the guy that was that I was missing. Yeah, they highlighted him and his strong ass dad. His you know dad what? Was strong oh. as shit. He's I like, was, oh, I'm gonna lift everything here. Swift has a strong ass dad too. Swift has yeah, a they, strong ass <laughs> dude. They didn't they didn't talk about him. Yeah, that that will be funny. I want to see them in the arm wrestling match. I'm Who the hell win? I'm, I'm I'm gonna put my money on um Swift, on Swift Dad. That dude's still jacked. He's still he, he looks like he can play Incredible Hulk. Yeah, you know they they haven't really focused on on golf at all. Like I feel like they haven't really even talked to him. I mean, like they haven't had one of those sit downs with him. But, like the only golf we've seen is like like just him walking by. Sometimes he I, I know he told like. Aiden Hutchinson's dad, he's doing well and stuff like that, but we haven't seen a lot of golf. We haven't really seen enough of golf. So, I mean, you assume at some point there's going to be an emphasis on the starting quarterback because that's just usually how hard knocks goes. Like, you put an emphasis on the starting quarterback at some point, but they haven't done that. They, I mean, they did it with David Blau. They did a lot with David Blau, but they didn't do it with golf yet. Are they hinting that he's the starter? No, I don't think that's the case. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that's how it works. <laughs> oh, man, I'm just messing with you. Don't take me serious, guys. You're probably like, oh, what the hell is Michael smoking? No, yeah, I'm just playing, guys. That was no. a joke. That was a joke. That's not how it works. <laughs> about, what are you smoking? You want to go down that slide? <laughs> uh, I mean, no, that slide looks kind of fun. Oh, stop talking about this damn slide. I'm fucking sick of the slide. Right, fuck the slide. <laughs> fuck the slide. Whatever. Um, uh, all right. How about this? One more guy I want to see an emphasis on because he's has a hell of a story. And I think a lot of Lions fans are buying stock into this guy because he's a guy that, frankly, we talked a lot of shit about. And Austin Bryant, he's been great. He's been absolutely phenomenal. He's taken full advantage of all these injuries on the defensive line. He's been great so far. I mean, he he was a guy probably looking at a month or two ago. You know, he was a 50-50 shot to make this team probably. I think right now he's really made a strong case to make this team, especially with all the injuries. Like, I think he's 100% locked to make this team. You're right. I, I, think, he's a, I think he's a lock. Uh, the way he performed in camp, the way he performed in preseason games, he's a guy – He's a guy. he just need a new t- uh, sack celebration, and I'll really be into this guy. <laughs> I'm not – that whole karate kick – Karate Kid kick thing, man. He got to change it. Done with I'm it. Tired of seeing it. Yeah. But besides that, man, he's been he's been balling. He's been real good, man. He's been really good. Yeah. When so. you look at uh, Austin Bryant, he's been hurt a lot of like during his career. Now he's taking advantage. He's healthy. Um, looks in good. He's in good shape. I think the scheme, the aggressive scheme, kind of fits him better. Just go after the quarterback. Um. And yeah, like Tyler said, he's taking advantage of it, man. So it would be kind of cool for them to show his story too. Comes out of Clemson, stack D line, fourth round pick. It's been hurt, and this year he's he's uh he's doing well in camp. But let's see how he does during the season. Yeah, I mean, he's gonna have a good opportunity with, especially with the news the Lions announced today. Romeo's gonna start on pup. Pascal's gonna start on pup. Um, we still haven't heard anything from Julian Aquara being back yet, and. Uh, Levi, I know that's an interior guy, but like there's a lot of injuries on this D line right now. So Austin Bryant is going to be in an opportunity. You know, it looks like going into the season, at least because we're getting very close, that he's going to have a role in this team and he's going to have an opportunity to prove himself if he could be a guy. Um, I mean, obviously it changes once they start getting into the first stringers, but as of right now, he's proven that he's a, a guy that's capable of making a roster. He's, he's killing the second and 13 players 
now what could he do versus the big dogs when once he gets that opportunity in the regular season? We'll see. You know, Tyler, like I was thinking about, would you guys be shocked if Romeo and Julian are off the team next year? Just Julian has had trouble staying healthy, right? Yeah, I wouldn't be shocked. Romeo is coming off a ruptured Achilles. I mean, I hope he could bounce back, but like he, we just haven't seen like much from him. Um, the coaches don't really talk. Like when they ask Campbell, he's kind of quiet about it, right? Yeah. So we'll see what happens with those guys. But I mean, I was even Loki thinking to myself today, uh, Julian Aquara. Like, would you even be completely shocked if he doesn't make the initial fifty-three man roster? This Isn't year, he on, man, it's just tough, man. Isn't he right now on um? What's that nope. list? He's on active pup. So, but he counts against the eighty right now. Yeah. Which that obviously could change, kind of like Jerry Jacobs. Like that could change once uh, they have to make the cut down from eighty to fifty-three. They could place him on the in-season pup, which would hear where he would have to miss four weeks. Right. But as of right now, he's still on the active pup. So there is some, I guess, optimism that he could, you know, be back going into the season or at least within the first four weeks where they don't think you'd have to miss that much time. But I don't know. I just feel like, especially since Campbell and Holmes came in and even when Patricia was here when they drafted him, just hasn't played enough. I mean, he just hasn't played enough. I know he has the talent to be good, but, I mean, he just hasn't been on the field enough. And, like, when he has played on the field, like, he still looks very raw because he just hasn't had the time on the field to really improve his game. I'm with you there. Yeah, it's tough, man. I really like the kid. I really hope that it works out with him. But yeah, man, if he's not there, man, it's tough, man. Especially if you know other guys are stepping up. Like I'm gonna give another name, man, John Kaminsky, man. John Kaminsky's been good. He's yeah. been good. He had a great camp. Um, he was making plays in preseason. Yep. Would it be a complete shocker that he's on the roster and Julian's not? I mean, I don't know, man. Now, if you want two other names, you got more interior guys, but these guys have balled out too. Eric Banks, I thought, played really well before he got hurt the other day. And then Demetrius Taylor, the undrafted kid, has been making plays a lot. He's just a little undersized, but, man, he's making plays. Every time his number is called, he's going out there and making plays. And I think he could sort of be – I don't want to say our Jerry Jacobs, but I think he could be like the undrafted kid that makes the roster and plays a role. It's possible, yeah. No, I mean, I, I, I love the – player that Malcolm mentioned, John Kaminsky, man, like every time he's gotten the opportunity, again, granted it's been for second and 13 players, he's been good. And there was even some points in camp where he's been so good versus second and 13 that the Lions gave him some, you know, uh, opportunities with the first team. And I don't think he was necessarily great, but like you're not, you're not going to have a great player every, you know, 53 guys going to be great on your team. You just need some depth players, you guys, you can rely on in certain situations. And Julian Aquara, frankly, just hasn't been reliable so far. And it's not necessarily on the play itself. It's just availability, and that's the most important thing. I mean, if you're not available on the field, you're not really giving me anything. Your best ability is availability. Exactly. But it sucks, man. He, like, he has so much talent, man. He has the tools to be a very good player. He has the tools to be a really good player, man. That's, what, that's why it sucks. And I, I really would hate for him to, like, get released or let go. And he goes somewhere else and just balls the hell out, man. We're like, yeah. damn. We're just like, like, damn, you know? Yeah. I don't think, like, uh, Bob, I mean, I don't think uh, Brad Holmes and uh, Dan Campbell are just saying give up on him. Because I remember last year, Shep referred to him as his young pup. Like, I think they still want to develop him. 
I just don't see giving up on him. Maybe he'll start the year on pop or he'll be pop because he's not an FI. It was a football injury. So it'll be PUP. Then I can see him come back. But I, I don't, I'd be shocked if they cut him. I really would. Just because yes. like they, they took a chance on Charles Harris, right? The guy who struggled. They took a chance on some uh, John Kaminsky. He wasn't the best in Atlanta, but he's athletic, comes here. He's doing well. I just don't see him giving up on Julian yet. Yeah, it's I fair. I don't see it either. I would say it's a long shot for him to be one of the guys looking outside from the 53, but, like, I was just thinking about it. Like, I don't think it's super crazy to think that he doesn't make the 53-man roster. I probably wouldn't predict it, and you guys actually have to stay tuned because we're going to make an episode later this week of us making our first uh, 53-man prediction. So we'll see if I put him on that list or not once I start really going in-depth with this roster. Dun-dun-dun. Okay. Um, but. Yeah, let's bring people up. Talk about hard knocks. Talk about the state of the team. Some guys you want to talk about, whatever. Just request you come up. What's up, Blue? Sorry, the uh, Cora brothers. Julian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Both Julian. Of them, yeah. yeah. No, and I thought you guys brought up a great point with uh, what Pierre was saying, like, availability is your best ability. And, like, it kind of got me thinking, like, as much as I love, uh, you know, D-line and all that stuff, I was thinking, man, like, if things go south with the Cora brothers and then with Michael Brockers being on the chopping block, like, within the next year because of his cap, it's like, we might have to go back to the drawing board with the draft and draft more uh, edge guys. That's not a problem. I'm down always. Oh, no, no. Oh, you know me, Pierre. I'm hyped when we ever draft uh, edge guys or D-line. So, yeah, like, no, it, it hopefully health holds, holds up and stuff like that, and we're not worried about edge next year because, uh, obviously, I'm definitely concerned about interior besides, like, what, Aleem. Uh, hopefully – uh, DT makes the roster. I think he can be a nice little depth piece for us, but still continue to build on that. But I just thought it was a great uh, d- little talking piece with the uh, the Acora brothers. Yeah, I mean, just looking overall, I think you know, I think the Lions got a guy that they're very confident is going to be there for a long time with Aiden Hutchinson. And then Ali McNeil's a guy who's just been very rock solid, like a guy you could rely on. He's going to be very good for you. He's never going to be the best guy in the field, but he's never going to be a liability by any means. He's just a very rock solid exactly, player. Exactly, yeah. Be a great player, I think he'd be like one of the best nose tackles in the league if he continues to develop. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. I mean, that's possible, I guess. <laughs> well, yeah, it's going to be very interesting uh, moving forward with like hopefully with injuries and, you know, like I said before. Yeah, no, it just there's a lot of question marks on the D line right now. I think they have a lot of guys that have upside, a lot of talent there. It's just availability has been a big question with these guys. I mean, I know Austin Bryant, like we mentioned, who's been really good and taking advantage of the opportunity, but he's a guy who's dealt with a million injuries in his career so far. Julian's uh, dealt with a million injuries. What are we going to get out of Romeo Aquara? Pascal's already dealing with an injury. I mean, th- there's just a lot of injuries. Levi, another guy, you know, just yeah. dealing yeah. with injuries. It, I'm, I'm glad for Austin, though, bro. It was nice to see him do well in the preseason game the other Absolutely. day. Absolutely, yeah. He looked really good. And hopefully he could bounce back and, you know, he could be a, end up being a solid player for this team. 
Well, what's crazy yeah. is even with all the injuries today, AG praised his D-line. Like, he said they're way ahead than they were last year, and they're actually, like, keep things... He didn't say necessarily, like, they're good against run, but he said, like, they improved a lot in those areas. And of I think course. probably has to do with Hutch, but also the scheme change, too. When you change an aggressive scheme, like a... Not aggressive, what is it? Four-man front is the best front. Four-man front attacking scheme, I guess, right? They're still going to do some three-man fronts. They're going to change it up and all that. But right, but again, four-man front for pass rush, absolutely. Yeah, it's a more aggressive scheme, and it looks like they've, these guys have improved. So, Yeah, 100%. 100%. Is Aiden Hunt, I can tell you not Aiden Hutchinson. He makes the D-line a 1,000% better than it was last year, man. <laughs> last year, it kind of looked pathetic at, at some points of the season. Um, but with Aiden, you know, I don't think – a healthy Aiden will ever see anything like we saw last year. Yeah, no. I mean, it's when you get a guy like that with a talent like that, it changes so much. It, it makes everyone so much better. It's like almost in a different aspect. But like in 2018, I always bring it up, like this next effect. Like you get one guy in that D-line who could just be a game changer. You could uh, have two guys guarding him. It, it makes everyone better because you can't, you know, double team every player. There's going to be a single team player, and if you put Charles Harris one on one, he's going to take advantage of that most times. You know, they're like it's just an, it's a carry on effect of what a good defensive lineman can do for your team and your defense in general. Yeah. I'm just really hoping Levi can you know come and, and contribute in a positive way, man. Because if we get so a guy if we get some, a, a guy in the interior to like ball out, I think the sky's the limit for that defense, man. I think he's going to make the whole defense better. Yeah. Yes, sir. Yeah, we don't have a pass rush on that D-line right now where you're very, like, scared of just with all the injuries. Right, so you're just hoping it's Levi, man. You're hoping Levi could be that guy. Mm-hmm. Michael yeah. Brockers is not going to be that guy. No, Michael Brockers is not going to be that guy. Yeah, he's not. Okay. I think uh, we're right at that half hour right now. So I think that's all we got. Uh, is that all we got here, Malcolm? Yeah, I think that's we're good there. Yep. Blue, thanks for coming on. Appreciate it, bro. Yes, sir. All right. Absolutely. Well, that's that is a wrap. Hope you guys all enjoyed. We'll be back right after the episode of Hard Knocks. So right after the episode, we'll be right here on Twitter Spaces. So stay tuned for that. We'll talk about everything that took place in the episode. And yeah. And then like I said, we'll have a fifty three man prediction episode later this week. So look look forward to that. It's gonna be Interesting. There's a lot of interesting roster decisions that the Lions are going to have to make. So definitely look forward to that. So with that being said, I'm out, guys. Peace. All right, guys. Hope you enjoy the hard knocks, and I'll see you about an hour and a half. I'm out. Peace. It's your boy Malcolm, and I'm out, man. Peace. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. 
Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.